Hello and welcome to Back of the Card Sports Trivia Pod, a podcast where you can test your sports trivia knowledge over a variety of sports and topics. My name is Court and I will be your host. Our game will consist of five rounds of six questions covering everything from your basic sports to some unknown sports. Each question is worth one point unless otherwise noted. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and let us know what your score is. Again, another great weekend. We saw both undefeated teams fall in the NFL. We will cover that later on. But today, as mentioned last week, we are going to pay homage to the legendary Dick Butkus. We did lose him a couple of weeks ago. Definitely a man who redefined the linebacker position. Definitely someone who just overall was a good representation of the teams that he played for was a good representation of the NFL and I feel could be feared even today in today's NFL so all these questions have to do with Dick Butkus and we're gonna have a lot of fun with this one the first couple rounds are dedicated to the legend of him so let's get started with question number one what NFL team did Dick Butkus play his entire career with Question number two. What college did Butkus attend? Question number three. Within two, what year did Butkus enter the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Question number four. What teammate of Butkus had a movie made about his life? Question number five. How many career touchdowns did Butkus have in the NFL? And question number six. Butkus's grandson, Isaiah Parrish, currently plays what sport at UCLA? All right, I'm going to give you a few seconds worth of music, try to come up with those answers, and then I will return. All right, let's get you some answers here on Dick Butkus. So question number one, what NFL team did Butkus play his entire career with? Well, he played his entire career with the Chicago Bears. Obviously, he is a Chicago Bears legend. He is he has statues for him. He has paintings of him. His numbers are tired, everything else like that. And he just epitomizes the Chicago Bears way. Question number two. What college did Butkus attend? Well, he attended the University of Illinois. He stayed and played his entire football career, high school, college, professional, in the state of Illinois. He went to a high school in Chicago. He went to the University of Illinois, and then he played for the Chicago Bears. Now, he was drafted. Back then, they had two different drafts. They had the NFL draft and the AFL draft. He was drafted by the Denver Broncos, and despite the fact that the Broncos offered him more money, he wanted to stay close to home. That's why he chose the Chicago Bears, and that was a huge, huge win at the time for the NFL and, of course, for the Chicago Bears. Question number three. Within two, what year did Butkus enter the Pro Football Hall of Fame? He entered the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1979. So in order to get the point there, you would have to say between 1977 and 1981. 
Question number four. What teammate of Butkus had a movie made about his life? Well, that would be Brian Piccolo. That movie, of course, is Brian's song. Now, in the original... He does make an appearance in the movie. He is kind of a background actor. And Gail Sayers also made an appearance in the movie for the same reason. But I defy you to find someone who saw that movie and did not cry the first time they saw it. Question number five. How many career touchdowns did Butkus have in the NFL? He had one touchdown in his entire NFL career. And it came on the first game of his last season in the NFL and literally he jumped on a fumble. There was no rule on whether or not it was a fumble. He literally lifted his hands up, looked at the official and said, that's a touchdown, right? And the, and the official shrugged and said, yeah, sure, touchdown. And I, I, if you saw Dick Butkus staring at you saying this is a touchdown, you would say yes. Now, looking at his stats, it's hilarious. Apparently he returned kicks at one point as well. Every season he was in the NFL, he had a couple returns. None of them were very long, but Apparently, he used to return kicks as well, but he had one career touchdown. Last but not least, question number six. Butkus's grandson, Ian Parrish, currently plays what sport at UCLA? He plays men's volleyball, and apparently, he's a pretty good player as well. Let's continue on now into round number two, and round number two is our quick hitters round. This round is filled with some questions that are quick hitters and have simple answers. Today's category is, were they an NFL team then? I'm going to give you the name of an NFL franchise. You simply have to say if they existed during Dick Buckus's career. Keep in mind, Dick Buckus did retire in 1974. So let's get started with question number one, the Arizona Cardinals. Question number two. The Carolina Panthers. Question number three. The Tennessee Titans. Question number four. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Question number five. The Seattle Seahawks. And question number six. The Miami Dolphins. So pretty straightforward here, either yes or no, either this franchise was around when Dick Butkus played, or no, they were not. So let's get started with question number one, the Arizona Cardinals. They, of course, were around. Now, they weren't in Arizona at the time. They were the St. Louis Cardinals, but the Arizona Cardinals are the oldest NFL franchise. They started in 1920. So if anyone asks you, hey, were the Arizona Cardinals around during this time in the NFL's history? Correct answer there is yes, they were. Question number two. The Carolina Panthers. They were not. The Carolina Panthers were are one of the newer franchises. They were officially founded in 1995. Question number three, the Tennessee Titans. Again, we're looking for was the franchise around. The Tennessee Titans were around in 1974. They started in 1960, and they are better known then as the Houston Oilers. Question number four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were not. They started two years after he retired. I have a convincing feeling that they wanted to start earlier, but Dick Butkus was still in the league. They're like, eh, let's let's hold off for a minute. So they were no, they started in 1976. And then question number five, the Seattle Seahawks, same thing, 1976 as well. The NFL was very smart in adding two teams at once. Very smart maneuver there and definitely smart with when it comes to scheduling. And then question number six, the Miami Dolphins, they were around. They started in 1966, so they were part of, they were a little bit newer in his career, but they were around 
back then as well. Now, remember that year, 1966, when it comes to the Dolphins? We'll, we'll touch base with them here in a little bit as well. Moving on now into round number three, and this is our connections that make contact. This round will have five questions that may or may not be sports related, but the answers do relate to each other in some way through sports. And that's going to be the sixth question is what is the connection between those answers? So let's get started with question number one. What 1999 movie starring Al Pacino, Dennis Quaid, Cameron Diaz, and Jamie Foxx is about the Miami Sharks and their battle to get into the playoffs? Question number two. What vegetable is known for making people cry when they cut into them? Question number three. First name of Fox Big Noon kickoff coverage play-by-play announcer who is also known for his basketball commentary. Question number four. What is the nickname of the stadium where the New Orleans Saints play their home games? Question number five. What traditional tailgate food is often served on a bun with a patty, cheese, ketchup, lettuce, and tomato? And question number six is what is the connection between those answers? I'm going to give you a few seconds worth of music and then I will return with that connection. All right, let's get you some answers here and let's see if we can make some contact. So question number one. What 1999 movie starring Al Pacino, Dennis Quaid, Cameron Diaz, and Jamie Foxx is about the Miami Sharks and their battle to get into the playoffs? That is Any Given Sunday. Fantastic movie. Definitely a very good speech in there by Al Pacino as well. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Question number two. What vegetable is known for making people cry when they cut into them? Well, that would be an onion. Question number three. First name of Fox Big Noon kickoff coverage play-by-play announcer who's also known for his basketball commentary, that would be Gus. Of course, we're talking about Gus Johnson. So correct answer there. All we're looking for is Gus. Question number four. What is the nickname of the stadium where the New Orleans Saints play their home games? Well, that is, of course, the Superdome. Obviously, it's gone through a couple of sponsorship and name changes, but overall, people just call it the Superdome. Question number five. What traditional tailgate food is often served with a bun with a patty, cheese, ketchup, lettuce, and tomato? That would be a hamburger. I had one of those for lunch, and I've never turned down a hamburger. Hamburgers are just overall delicious. So we had answers such as any given Sunday, onion, Gus, Superdome, and hamburger. Those are all movie titles as well that... Feature Dick Butkus. Now he was not a star in any of them. He had a role in them. And I, in an uh, ironic twist, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching the movie Gus. It's a Disney movie about a donkey who kicks field goals. If you have the chance to see it, skip it. But I was texting one of my good friends, who he's a diehard Chicago Bears fan, and I said, "When Dick passes, it's going to be extremely sad. And when they write the eulogy for him and everything else like that." They're never going to say he was a great actor. He was an okay actor at best, 
but he definitely had some very memorable roles and definitely fit the roles very nicely. So any given Sunday, great movie. He's a coach on one of the teams that they play. It The Onion movie is like cut onion or something like that. I don't, I've never seen it. I just talked about Gus. I don't know what Superdome was about. And then hamburger. It was something else. I don't know. There were definitely some very small, small movies where he definitely had some small roles. So want to take a second, just again, commemorate Dick Butkus. Great man, great career. He will forever be missed. Let's continue on now into round number four. And as mentioned, This past weekend, both the 49ers and the Eagles lost. And that means that there are no more undefeated teams in the NFL. So that leaves still the 1972 Miami Dolphins as the only team to go an entire season, regular season, all the way to the Super Bowl, without a loss. Now, is it true that the team gets together and they start drinking champagne in celebration? I don't know. But... It is something worth noting. Now, again, I talked about it. 1966 was when this organization was founded. Six years. It took them six years to go from founded to going 17 or 16 and whatever it was to win a Super Bowl back then. Insane. But let's get some questions here on the 1972 Miami Dolphins. So question number one, who was the head coach of the 72 Dolphins and still holds the record for most wins as an NFL coach? Question number two. What feat did Larry Zonka and Mercury Morris accomplish in 1972? Question number three. What legendary Cowboys coach gave the Dolphins the nickname the no-name defense because of the lack of high-profile players? Question number four. What team did the 72 Dolphins beat to win Super Bowl VII to wrap up their undefeated season? Question number five. How many opponents finished the season with a winning record on the 72 Dolphins schedule? And question number six. What connection does the 72 Dolphins, the 85 Bears, and President Obama have. All right, I'm going to give you a few seconds worth of music and then I will return. All right, let's get you some answers here about the 72 Dolphins. So question number one. Who was the head coach of the 72 Dolphins and still holds the record for most wins as an NFL coach? That would be Don Shula. He has the most wins, and as of right now, Bill Belichick is the one who is closest to him. Andy Reid is still in that mix as well, but as of right now, Don Shula still has the record for most career wins as the head coach in the NFL. And as you can hear, Milo is very excited about that. Question number two. What feat did Larry Zonka and Mercury Morris accomplish in 1972? Well, they are the first two running backs from the same team to rush for over 1,000 yards in the same season. So at, before that time, it is never it had not happened before. I think it's happened a couple of times since then, but 
1972, that was the first time that a pair of running backs had ran for over 1,000 yards in the same season. Question number three. What legendary Cowboys coach gave the Dolphins the nickname the no-name defense because of the lack of high-profile players? That would be Tom Landry. So Tom Landry at the time was the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, and at the time there were no high-profile players on the defense. As a matter of fact, only one player from that defense is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it is aptly aptly named the no-name defense. Question number four, what team did the 72 Dolphins beat to win Super Bowl VII to wrap up their undefeated season? Well, they beat the Washington Redskins. Again, a good team at the time, but definitely the Dolphins were a little bit better. Question number five, how many opponents finished the season with a winning record on the 72 Dolphins schedule? There were two teams that finished with a winning record on the Dolphins schedule. That was the Chiefs and the Giants. Both went 8-6 and six that year. That was the controversy back then was just how difficult the schedule was. I think the combined winning percentage was like .382 out of all their opponents that year for the Dolphins. The only team that had a easier schedule was the Vikings like two years later from that or something like that which they finished like .32 something or another. That is shortly after that was when they started doing the rotating schedule like they do now where if you finished first in the league then your extra games are going to be against the other teams that finished first in the um in the in their division so on and so forth. So the schedules have gotten a little bit more difficult since then, but back then that's kind of been the quote unquote controversy about the 72 Dolphins was how quote unquote easy the schedule was. I understand the NFL was different still in 72, but still going undefeated in an NFL schedule, that's definitely something that's very difficult to do. Last but not least, question number six. What connection do the 72 Dolphins, the 85 Bears, and President Obama have? Well, both the 72 Dolphins and the 85 Bears were invited to the White House by President Obama during his administration. Now, at the time, the 72 Dolphins were not invited to the White House. It wasn't one of those things where back then they did that on a regular basis. And the reason why the 85 Bears didn't get invited to the White House was the day of or the day before or day after, something like that, they were supposed to go to the White House was when we had the Challenger disaster. So President Obama made it up to him. Obviously, President Obama from the Chicago area, huge Bears fan, but he also made it up to the 72 Dolphins as well. All right, we are going to finish up today in round number five, and round number five is titled Memorable Sports Quotes. For this round, it's very basic, very straightforward. I'm going to say a quote, and it's a quote from the sports world. You just have to tell me who said that quote. So let's get started with question number one. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Question number two. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Question number three. Baseball is 90% mental. The other half is physical. Question number four. They are what we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Question number five. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And question number six. Nobody roots for Goliath. All right, I'm going to give you a few seconds to try to come up with who said those quotes, and then I will return to wrap up today's game. 
All right, let's get you some answers here on some very memorable quotes. So quote number one, do you believe in miracles? Yes, that is of course Al Michaels. Now I've said the quote twice. I'm pretty sure that means I owe Al Michaels 20 cents now because he did copyright that phrase. But obviously we're talking about the miracle on ice. We're talking about the 1980 Winter Olympics. We're talking about beating the Soviet Union. That was Al Michaels. Question number two, don't give up. Don't ever give up. Of course, if you know, if you watch ESPN for any amount of time, you know that is Jim Valvano, one of the most memorable quotes from any SB that's ever been. Question number three Baseball is 90% mental, the other half is physical. That is, of course, a Yogi Bearism. So that is Yogi Bear. Could have gone with a couple of different Yogi Bearisms, but this one definitely is the one that when I think of Yogi Bear, this is the first one that usually comes to mind. Question number four. They are what we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Obviously, on Monday, that's the anniversary of this quote. That is Dennis Green, coach of the Arizona Cardinals at the time. They had just lost, and he was very fired up, and it is very difficult to say that straight. You almost have to say it like fired up, kind of like he did, and I don't have a podium to hit. I I almost feel like I need to hit a podium (laughs) at the end of that. Question number five. You miss 100% of the shots you take. Now, you can credit this to Michael Scott. If you credit it to Michael Scott, you get the point, but it's also said by, and originally said by Wayne Gretzky. And again, we're talking about shots. Obviously he's talking about hockey. You miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So that one kind of goes hand in hand. Last but not least, nobody roots for the Goliath. This was said by a very tall man, Wilt Chamberlain. Obviously he was tall. He was the Goliath. He no one roots for him, but Hey, still one of the greatest players of all time. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in this week. I will return next Tuesday with more questions and more fun. Make sure you are following us on Apple and make sure when you select to follow, you choose to automatically download. If Apple isn't your thing, make sure you subscribe everywhere else. Also, if you could leave us a five-star review wherever you can and let us know what your score is on any of our social media at Back the Card Trivia on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Well, hey, my name's Court. The dog's name is Milo. I appreciate you tuning in and I will see you next time.